Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of Wing Addiction Podcast. We have got a very special guest on this week. We have got a sponsor, Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls. Major talent with Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls is with us this week. We are live on location at the business he owns at Greenback Drug Store and Diner. They're closed down on Sundays, but guess what? No better place to do a podcast. Then basically, it's not really at home, but I guess it's it's home to it's home to Major. He owns the place, and I eat here all the time. And it's a little diner slash. Well, it used to be a drug store, but now it's just a diner that's been here for geez, I don't know how many years has it been here, Major. Um, going on a hundred years. Going on a hundred years. So wow, it's it's a staple in the community. I mean, anybody that knows Greenback knows about the drug store and diner. But um, that's where we're recording from this weekend. I uh, wanted to, uh, um, like I said, welcome everyone and th- want to say thanks to our sponsors first and foremost. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Dakota 283 Kennels, Dakota283Kennels.com. Greg Cronkite and those guys over there are the best. Um, if you're looking for a kennel for your, for your truck, um, even more than your truck, we use our kennels in, in the house. We've got a kennel in the house that... Uh, we keep our dog in um it makes a, a, a they're unbelievable you actually can get whatever color basically you want to match your decor i know that sounds funny but it it, it really works like that but uh dakota 283 kennels is i love it they were uh we had their kennels before they even started sponsoring the podcast so we really believe in their product go check them pe- people out over at dakota283kennels.com also cable gangs that's cable gangs with a z c-a-b-l-e-g-a-n-g-z cable gangs with a z brendan landry down in louisiana has got it going on when it comes to dog tie outs if you need a chain gang for your dog we don't have chain gangs no more we have cable gangs chain gangs are a thing of the past go check out cable gangs he's on instagram at cable underscore gangs dot com or excuse me, cable underscore gangs, or you can find him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cable gangs with a Z. And also, Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls. Uh, Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls is uh, is our newest sponsor. And like I said, we've got Major Talent, and Major is an award-winning uh, call maker. Uh, he lives in East Tennessee now, and uh, he's our newest sponsor of the podcast. And um, he makes all kinds of calls, not just turkey calls. He makes uh, deer calls also. So um, go check. If you're looking for a game call or a, or a turkey call, go check out Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls. And also, um, as a listener for the podcast, 10% off for our listeners at Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls. All you got to do is go to their website, DeerLickRidgeGameCalls.com, and type in the discount code WA10 for 10% off your order. We've been using Deer Lake Ridge Game Calls exclusively now for about three or four years, and um, you can't beat them. We was out locating turkeys this morning. Guess what I had in my mouth? Deer Lake Ridge Diaphragm. Check them out at DeerLickRidgeGameCalls.com and type in the coupon code WA10 for 10% off your order. Also, for Dakota 283, if you're looking for a kennel, go on their website, place your order in the discount code box, type UA, excuse me, UOA10 for 10% off your Dakota 283 kennels. And if you're a patron, you also get um, a lot bigger discount than 10%. If you don't want to know what a patron is, go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N, 
and sign up to become a patron for five dollars a month you can get some killer discount codes that you don't get being a regular listener and um it's worth it it's uh, it helps us out helps our sponsors out helps keep the lights on and uh, helps us pay all of our subscriptions that we got to have to keep this podcast up and running and bringing you all this content you want to hear so um we're about four and a half minutes into the podcast the in air quotes commercials are done so we want to get our sponsors out of the way and also check us out at uh, facebook.com forward slash wing addiction podcast or you can find us on your um favorite um actually find us on instagram actually at wing underscore addiction underscore podcast wing addiction podcast um email us if you want to email us uplandoa at gmail.com that's uplandoa at gmail.com our email address is going to change but right now we've got some stuff behind the scenes that we got to get taken care of before we can get that changed but you can still get uh, in touch with us there also don't forget patreon.com five dollars a month uh, as a subscriber you help us pay the bills help us bring all these great podcasts to you but uh, we got the commercials out of the way, and without any further ado, I want to bring on Major Talent. Major, how are you doing today? Doing good. Major is a, a longtime friend of mine. He actually married a family friend, a lifelong family friend, years ago, and uh, just so happened, Major's a, a award-winning turkey call maker, and uh, he owns Deerly Ridge Game Calls. He's an avid turkey hunter, religious turkey hunter. Major, how long have you been turkey hunting? Uh, going on 42 years now. Going on 42 years. Well, I'd say he's, he's put, a few, put a few steps down in the leaves. Uh, where are you from, Major, and how in the world did you get to Tennessee? Um, well, my dad's from here, uh, grandparents and everybody. But I've lived all over, uh, grew up in Virginia, um, went to school there, went to school in Georgia, lived there for about... 18 or 19 years and then moved up here now you do your you've you've been you're a cob manufacturer you're a cob maker but your main profession is a chiropractor right yes how long have you been a chiropractor oh probably 25 years now so when we get through this podcast you're gonna pop my back for me right yeah uh major's a, a chiropractor betrayed and uh a deer hunter by or excuse me a turkey hunter by birth uh, so that's just kind of the way that works. And um, he says he's been turkey hunting for uh, 40-something years. And do you have any idea how many turkeys you killed in your lifetime? Not really. I know <laughs> I know it's well over 100. I just never kept count. Yeah, never kept yeah, that's Yeah, that's um, – yeah, you, do you do most of your turkey hunting in Tennessee, or do you like to travel? Well, you um, – I typically hunt Georgia – uh, for a week or two, and then Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. Do you ever go back home to Virginia and hunt? Uh, just deer. Just deer, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've actually done some turkey hunting. I think we need to talk about that before. And, and around the same area you were at uh, in Virginia, I've killed some turkeys up in that area. But, um, yeah, that's uh, – what now, when you hunt Georgia, what kind of – are you hunting mountains? Or are you hunting – what kind of terrain you hunt down there in Georgia? I do both. I hunt the mountains uh, and then – we have family in, um, down near Augusta, and we go down there and hunt. Oh, so you kill them turkeys with sunglasses on, bikinis on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now, when you hunt in Augusta, is it mostly, what is it, pine plantation? 
woods or um it's a mix it it's pine and uh a little bit of rolling little you know light rolling hills yeah uh hardwoods yeah is is it uh public land down there no it's private it's private land there's mm-hmm. not a lot of public land down there uh there it there's a few wmas down there yeah um but we just hunt private down they get, there they get pressured pretty hard on those wmas they do yeah. yeah that's what i figured now when you hunt in north georgia you hunt public land up there yes yeah so i guess you uh those are fine birds it's kind of like hunting home in it oh yeah so if if y'all don't know where we're from, we are from that we live in East Tennessee, and we're basically the we live in the foothills of the Appalachians. Uh, Major doesn't live, but fifteen twenty minutes to the big mountains, and that's what we call them. Here's the big mountains, and killing a turkey in the big mountains is a world of difference than killing turkeys down in Augusta, ain't it? A whole lot different. <laughs> now, does the birds down in Augusta? It's kind of I want to ask you because I've never been down in that south south part of Georgia and hunted is the birds down there are they i know you hunt private land so that's a little different but do they are they as weary as our mountain birds and is they, are they as hard to kill as our mountain birds or are they kind of a little bit easier to read um i mean every bird's different and you can have the difficult birds but but for the most part they're easier to kill yeah and there's more birds um and you know if you, you can get on a bird and if he doesn't want to respond right you can move on to another bird so the numbers is pretty pretty good numbers down there yeah yeah um which we've got we've got pretty good number in the mountains but uh you might have to hike five miles in the mountains to yeah. get on another bird right yeah what's your favorite place to hunt ever what's your favorite place you've ever turkey hunted the mountains mountains here in T- east Tennessee. Yeah. yeah it's uh for the people that's never hunted Appalachian Mountains, it's kind of a, uh, I would say when you hunt flatland turkeys, which I love to hunt all turkeys, but flatland turkeys is a more of a game of cat and mouse. Those Appalachian Mountains are, to me, more of a game of survival of the fittest, so that'd be pretty... Yeah, it can be rough. It can be rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a elevation changes in the appalachians is drastic a lot of people don't realize how steeper mountains is here in the appalachians you can go from um a thousand foot to two thousand foot and and two three hundred yards i mean it's literally it's like you know straight you know, a lot of our mountains are straight up um and a lot of times when you're hunting in the mountains you'll have something roosted if you're lucky enough to get something roosted and think i'm set up on this turkey right where he's going to fly down and he'll come out of the tree and he don't even have to flap his wings and he'll be six eight hundred yards from you in a totally different direction and that throws you the curveball and you're like well i just you you basically back up and punt as soon as he comes out of the tree and and here in the appalachians it isn't like the flat ground you don't you know don't get the the pleasure of walking 15 20 minutes around the turkey and and really not being out of breath you walk uh if a turkey does something like that here too in Appalachians, it might take you an hour, hour and a half to get around where you need to be. And I promise you, when you get there, <laughs> you're you're already you're already dead. I mean, you're tired. It's it's pretty rough. These birds around here, they're tricky, and they're I'm not gonna say they're more weary than any other turkey because a turkey is, you know, an eastern turkey is pretty much an eastern turkey. But one thing about our mountains is and i don't know major you'd probably agree with me 
a lot of our mountain birds, when he gobbles, more than likely the first three or four weeks of season, there's more than one set of ears that's heard him gobble. More than likely. Yeah, and it's you. And I know a lot of places. You know, you hunt private land. You hear a turkey, you're gonna go set up on him and try to kill him. But here, I've had more birds than one that you know you hear him gobbling and think I've got him coming to you, and somebody shoot him out from under you. Not even know they're there. Yep. You know, it's it's just one of those things. It's the trains just. There's two or three different ways to come into a lot of stuff, and the trains just – it's different. Hunting Appalachian turkeys is hard, but I tell you what, when you kill one in the mountains, it, they're all trophies. I mean, it's uh, – people says, you know, I had a, a nine-and-a-half-inch beard and mine had an 11-inch beard. I don't care if you've killed one in the mountains. It's a trophy. I mean, they're all, they're all hard birds to kill. But um, I know you hunting 42 years, you've got some good stories to tell. Real quick, tell us – a turkey that it might be two years ago, it might be 20 years ago that you'll never forget killing? Yeah, probably. Well, you always, always going to remember your first bird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I called in a bird. Uh, it was in Virginia, and uh, he had a bunch of hens with him. And uh, I sat down in old pine top and called him away from the hens. And he came up and sitting in that pine top, I couldn't see, but straight in front of me. Right. And you could hear him drumming as he was coming. Mm-hmm. And, and he was right there on top. And I had to wait till he stepped right in front of me to shoot him. Yeah. And I shot him at 10 yards. <laughs> and that was your, was that your first turkey you said? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh... How old was you when you killed your first turkey? Uh, 17 or 18, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, – you'll never forget your first turkey. I remember the first turkey I ever killed, and uh, my dad was with me, and it, it was funny. It was pouring down rain, and we had located some turkeys the night before, and uh, there was a little short ridge that probably had – and it was it, down here. It wasn't in the mountains. It was down here low, and there was probably four or five birds gobbling that night before – and that night it lightened, thundered. And you know what that does to birds? We woke up the next morning and they were just didn't make a didn't make a squeal. And we was under the birds. I mean, we we was where they was at the night before. I don't know if the wind it come real heavy winds. I don't know if the wind had had moved them a little bit. They'd limb hopped on us the night before. But um, anyways, it's pouring down rain that morning, and it rained for probably an hour, hour and a half, and we toughed it out. And you know what happens when the rain stops. Those turkeys get hotter than a firecracker. And I killed my first turkey with my dad. And uh, it was funny. <laughs> that turkey, had he gobbled his head off down in a little uh, a bowl, basically what it was. And we couldn't see him. But we could just hear him off. And I knew he was too close to get up and move on. But probably for an hour, an hour and a half, he just gobbled his head off. Well, he shut up. And I know right then, I could hear, I could still hear a hen or two every once in a while. Brick, brick. And I know right then he was still in the area because he wasn't going to leave those hens. And sure enough, it was an hour, an hour and a half. He come up over the hill, and I saw him, and I told Dad, I said, there he is. And I shot the turkey, and it was funny. When I shot him, a lot of times you know how you shoot turkey, they'll jump up there and do a backflip. Well, I shot the turkey, and he jumped up there and was doing a backflip, and Dad shot him again. I said, Dad, what would you shoot that turkey for? He said he was going to get away. I said, he wasn't going to get away. I'd shot that turkey's head off, and he was just done a backflip, and Dad thought he was going to get away, and he shot him again, but... It was fun. It was funny. My dad's, uh, he used to love turkey and he can't get around like he used to, but uh, he still still likes to hear the birds gobble and everything. But um, that was probably the most memorable, probably also my, 
and he was that turkey when I got him. He was ringing wet. He wasn't nothing for a picture, but he he sure was fun to kill. Um, so let me ask you a, another question, Major. When you turkey hunt, are you a decoy man or no decoy man? No decoy. Why is that? I usually don't hunt fields. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more running gun and. When I hear a bird, I'm setting up and yeah. don't have time to mess with a decoy or yeah. tote many decoys in the mountains or anything like yeah. that. I've used them a time or two hunting hunting a food plot, but I've also had birds spook on them. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of those things that, that yeah, they, I have heard of birds spooking. I've had birds spook on decoys. <clears throat> um, I, I keep one in my pack. Uh in case i need it but right and it's just one of those blow up ones yeah yeah <clears throat> well you have you you're running the mountains carrying the six or eight extra pounds or five whatever they are on your back that <clears throat> you want to be as light as you can i was talking to major the other day i was telling him about my turkey vest and uh he's like i don't even wear a turkey vest <clears throat> and and of course a lot of people that hunts in the mountains they don't you know they wear the old army style pants the cargo pants and throw their calls in their cargo pockets and take off walking and any pound you can shed in the mountains is it, it, it's a big help. That's that's for sure. Um, what's your go-to call? Uh, I carry a lot of different calls with me because you never know what you need. Mm-hmm. But my go-to is a long box. Long box. Why you like a long box? It's more versatile. I can I can call loud. I can call soft. Can gobble. Key key. I can do whatever I need to with it. Yeah, yeah. That I've hunted with Major, and and I've seen him gobble on that box, and it's it's pretty it's pretty neat. I've uh, I use go- I carry a gobble too, man. And a lot of people ask, why do you carry so many calls? I mean, all turkeys are different, and I mean that's it. It might take a glass one day to get them fired up. It might take a long box one day to get them fired up. It might take a a slate. You know, every turkey's different, and. And a lot of people, you know, oh, I only carry a diaphragm. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're good on that diaphragm, but, you know, there's a lot of times that, you know, a turkey won't answer a diaphragm or, or vice versa won't answer another. And when one little tool you jerk out, whether it might be, and even a gobble tube, I've had turkeys gobble before that wouldn't gobble at nothing. And you jerk that gobble tube out, and they just go crazy. Have you had that experience? I've killed several birds gobbling at them. Goblin to gobbler tube, yeah. Yeah, I, I use a tube call. Yeah. And uh, and I'll gobble with it, and and I'll have birds gobble back and come on in. Yeah. Uh, especially early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're getting fired up. Yeah. They'll come looking. You think it's more of a dominance thing? It is. Yeah. Yeah, more than a really instead of, well, you're calling them in, but you're not in, enticing them, you're making them mad more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a dominant thing yeah that's um that that i've used gobble tube and like i said a lot of times i can't get them to gobble at nothing else you know you sling a gobble tube out there and even if they want to gobble and not come in you know where they're at mm-hmm. you can set up on them and maybe hit them with something else and get them fired up but yeah it's <clears throat> a lot of turkey hunters you know they they limit yourself i think by taking their favorite call out and that's it wouldn't you say that's probably a lot of people hurt themselves by doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, and not just because he's a call maker, but because he's a a veteran turkey hunter forty years. I mean, he's 
telling you, you know, talking this stuff from experience, he ain't trying to sell you a call, but uh, a real experienced turkey hunter will tell you, if you're limiting yourself to one call, you're you're really hurt shooting yourself in the foot when you go turkey hunting. But um, turkey season's almost here, Major. We got two more weeks from yesterday and juvenile season, three more weeks from yesterday, and we can go kill some birds. I got this weekend to go to Georgia. You are going to Georgia this weekend. That's right. That's right. One more week, and you're going to squeeze the trigger. I hope. I'll pay gas money. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm actually going to have to end up flying to Denver, Colorado this week and picking up my stepdaughter and driving her back out here, not picking her up. But she's moving out here, and uh, I've got to fly out there and, and help drive her back. She's got a, a, a newborn that's 10, 11 months old, and – she don't want to drive all the way across the country with him by herself, so I think I'm gonna to have to end up flying out and and driving her back, which is is great is uh, is great. We we'll get some some a long time with me and her and the kids and have a good time. And but um, what uh, are you going now? You this week are you going to Augusta? Or are you going to North Georgia? Uh, this this weekend I'm going to North Georgia, and then I think the next weekend I'll go to Augusta. So the next two weeks you're going. So you're going. Oh. Good Lord, you'll have two or three birds killed before I can get to pull the trigger. I hope so. <laughs> now, when you go to North Georgia, I, I keep saying North Georgia just because I know he's hunting the mountains. And when he hunts the mountains, you know, there's no mountains in nowhere except North Georgia. So that's, that's the reason I'm saying this. Now, when you go to uh, Georgia to hunt in the mountains, are you going to try to get there a day or so early and try to roost some birds or do some scouting? Or are you just going to hunt spots that you've, you know. I'm probably just hunting spots I've hunted before. Yeah, yeah. What's the hunting pressure like down there? Pretty heavy. Is it pretty heavy? Yeah, it's a uh, WMA. Oh, is it? Is it as heavy as our lot of pressure like we got here? About the same. About the same, yeah. It's. Um, I've been in North Georgia. I'm not turkey in North Georgia, but I fished a lot in the North Georgia mountains. And anytime, the only, if I said, and mm. Major, tell me if you agree with this, one good thing, one advantage of hunting the mountains overhunting a, a flatland or a lowland turkey is you can get on a high top in the mountains and you can hear a turkey gobble for two miles yeah but getting to him well i didn't say nothing about getting to him you can hear him gobble and a lowland turkey you know like the past two days i've been out today me and uh um a buddy of mine we call him Redbone. we've uh we've been we went out this morning and listen for some turkeys and uh friday morning i went out uh, by myself uh, trying to do some scouting listening for turkeys and a lot of times in in low country especially around like lakes and rivers and stuff like that major tell me if you agree with me you can, a lot of times a turkey will gobble and it'll hit that water and it might sound like it's to the north and it could be off to the south it's hard to a lot of times in low country it's hard to locate a bird pinpoint them um, and it's the same way in the mountains. I mean, you might hear that bird two miles away, but there might be another bird 50 yards yeah. right over a ridge, yeah. and you can't hear him. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, the the terrain's de- definitely de- – it's depending on the terrain. Like, yeah, like you said, and I have done the same thing. Even calling birds, you know, you'll call them, they'll go out. You, you'll hear them sound like they're 100 yards from you. And then next time they gobble, it'll sound like they're 300 yards from you when actually all they've done is crossed over the backside of a hill or got down in something low. And, and then next time they gobble, they're right there in your face. And you're like, wow, how'd that happen? But, yeah, it's, 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 it's tricky. But um, I, love, I love hunting those mountain birds too. 
of course i love uh i love hunting them all i just like hitting i like <laughs> i like hunting hot turkeys uh and we've heard a bunch gobble the past two mornings we've been out we uh actually got some some killer i'm gonna say video footage but it's actually not on my camera i've got it on my iphone um i got some pretty good footage uh, on my iphone but um so how long we got you on here because you're a uh, a sponsor of the podcast so let's talk about the calls how long have you been making turkey calls started in 2000 when i was living in georgia uh, a friend of mine had a uh, kind of a mini long box that he had gotten from a guy in south georgia and everybody swore by it and we got to looking at it and thought we could build our own and tried that and and then uh, I got away from that and uh, started doing more of the Neil Cost design long boxes uh, and been building those. So now what, tell me the difference, tell the listeners the difference between a long box and a mini long box. Um, basically, just what it says, uh, you know, your, your average long box is... 12 13 inches long Mm -hmm. and a mini is maybe 10 inches yeah um shorter sound chamber in it too yeah different sound Mm -hmm. what would you say the long box is more raspy or a more keener sound uh depending on the lid you run on it raspy yeah yeah um and then you know your your regular box call uh has that big break over uh, you know, when you run it, mm-hmm. um, just like the difference between running a glass and a slate call. Right. Yeah. And that glass is going to be higher pitched or uh-huh. aluminum is going to be higher pitched than your slate. Right. Well, see, now I've never ran a long box. I've seen you run them before. Uh, I mean, you went hunting down. Well, you know, there I'm talking about down mm-hmm. there. Uh, you, you was running a long box. You had a long box with that morning. He pulled that thing out of his pocket and I thought he was never going to get it out. He pulled for 10 minutes, and it was still coming. <laughs> he jerked that thing out, and I thought, what in the world? And he hit that thing, and, man, it sounds good. I mean, it's 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 different, but it, it sounds turkey-ish, if that makes any sense. It sounds it sounds like a turkey. So um, so a long box is, is your favorite. Now, on your long box, is, a, is most long boxes, or I'm just going to say box calls, are they all made – with it pretty close to the same dimensions, the long boxes, the width of the box and the length of the box. They are. They are. So what what does what makes the differences between one long box to the other? The wood. What what wood you use? Mm-hmm. Uh, what wood you use for the box and what wood you use for the paddle? Mm-hmm. Any box calls the same way. Um, and <clears throat> you know, so there's sometimes you you can buy a board and cut it out and make a box and sounds good and take another piece of that board and make one and it doesn't sound good same piece of board same piece of board just depends on the grain of the wood so that so ever call you sell you test before you sell it yep if it don't sound good where's it go burn pile (laughs) make good kindling don't it it does (laughs) I got a lot of it too. I uh, hear you. So now, do you? Does everybody know what you make yours out of? What type of wood? Do you tell people what type of wood you make your boxes out of? Yeah, I, 
I tried I've tried some very different woods and and I, my main go-to is butternut, poplar, cedar, uh, walnut. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I had the best luck with those woods. Now you you said butternut, and, they, and they're easier to come by. Right. You know you can get get all that at a sawmill versus you know ordering the exotic woods that you pay a lot of money for and don't know what you get till you got it and yeah and you order 10 10 linear foot of it and one might be good and the other nine might go in a trash pile yeah yeah so you got a lot and of waste that, and that wood gets expensive oh yeah i'm sure it does now you said your butternut cedar and walnut now of course you use your certain wood for your box and then a different wood for your paddle correct mm-hmm. yeah now i've heard of um I know you've heard of the Uni- what is it the Unicoi call convention or yep is that what it's called you you've been to it a lot uh, I went once years ago and uh, I just hadn't hadn't had a chance to get back down there mm-hmm so you've um, and it's, it's pretty much a bunch of call makers yeah uh, get together yeah yeah. So, where did you get the name Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls at? Um, I was actually testing out some minerals I'd mixed up and uh, had put them out, and the deer loved it and had a pretty good deer lick going there. <laughs> so, so you're okay. So, you're talking about minerals for deer. Okay. So, so you, you started a deer lick on the ridge, and it's called Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls. I've always wondered where. I know where you, I know where Major lives, and I've never heard that called Deer Lick Ridge until Major started his call company. And I was wondering, I've always wondered where. I've never actually asked Major that question, and I always wanted to uh, ask how the name Deer Lick came about. Um, so, you've won a ton of awards with your box calls. <clears throat> Is do you, have you won your awards all with your box calls, or have you won with slates and other stuff? Yep. Um, um grunt calls scratch boxes uh, decorative boxes um, coyote howler um, I can't remember if there's a wing bone in there or not but so now how now well you was you won most of your awards with your boxes yep yeah uh, what's your biggest award you've ever won um I did a decorative box, won the world championship. What year was that? Uh, a couple years ago. Um, my long box just won the Southeast. Um, I won Grand Nationals with a uh, decorative locator call. Won that category one year. Um, so you got a lot of titles. I, I seen on your on your website, or maybe it was you talking to me. You've won over what sixty titles with your calls. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, good grief. I mean, it's every time he sends a call somewhere, every time he takes a call somewhere, it seems like he he's got it on his Facebook or his Instagram or his or, or something, you know, with the blue ribbon sitting there beside it. And I'm like, dang, he he's won everything you can win. And it's good to have a sponsor like that. I mean, I. I'm not knocking mass-produced calls at all because, you know, I'm sure they've, 
you know, they, they probably call it turkey too. But to have a, a sponsor on the podcast it, of a handmade call maker that has won numerous awards and they're handcrafted, he don't order this stuff pre-made and, and put his label on it. He uh, he puts a lot of sweat and, and, and blood and tears in this stuff. And after eight or ten days of popping backs and stretching legs, it's a lot of late nights in the call shop. I'm probably am I correct? Yeah. I talked to him here on the, as soon as we pulled in. I met him here at the drugstore and I asked him what he'd been doing today, and he looked at me grin. He said, "Making turkey calls." I that was a dumb question. Uh, I'd say this is your busy, busy time of the year, in it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably for the next three weeks. Yeah. Everybody wants to get it up for turkey season, and, and you get a few stragglers through turkey season that lose stuff, break stuff, and yeah, and their buddies tell them about stuff. We got Major Talent on today with us with Deer Lake Ridge Game Calls. He's our uh, a sponsor of the podcast. If you if you're interested in the Deer Lake Ridge Game Call, go on his website DeerLickRidgeGameCalls.com. Um, do you have an Instagram page by any chance, or are you just on Facebook? It's on Instagram too. Okay, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Deer Lake Ridge Game Calls. Check them out. Ten percent, ten percent off your order just for being a listener to the podcast. Type in the discount code WA10. That's basically Wing Addiction Ten WA10 for ten percent off your order, and uh, tell him in the comments that you you know heard the podcast and 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 tell him tell him what you liked about the podcast and shoot tell us what you don't like about the podcast. We're here for all the feedback and positive and negative. We want to bring everybody. Um, uh, the best podcast we bring, we want to we want to bring you what you can what you want to hear, basically, uh, not just uh, what we want to bring to you, but what you want to hear. So, if you got any suggestions, uh, throw them our way. Um, we're also brought to you by the Dakota Two Eighty Three Kennels, Dakota Two Eighty Three Kennels dot com. Um, the I think the best dog kennel for the price on the market. Um, a gazillion colors. That's stretching it just a little bit, but good grief. You can get purple, pink, and orange. You can get whatever you want. Go check those guys out. Brennan Landry down at Cable Gangs. That's Cable Gangs with a Z. Go check them out down there. If you need a tie-out for your dog, anybody that's got bird dogs need a tie-out. If you're a competition beagle, if you run competition beagles like my dad does, Lord of mercy, they'll take 20 on a trailer and go to a field trial. You need a tie-out. Go to Brennan Landry at CableGangs.com or excuse me, Cable Gangs, and check him out, Cable underscore Gangs on Instagram. Um, so what all calls do you make? We know you've talked about your long box and what you've won competitions with. What all calls do you make by Deer Lake Ridge? We've got, box, of course, box calls, uh, glass calls, slate calls, diaphragms, um, owl hooter, crow call, grunt call. Yeah. He's got a plethora of stuff. Um, and also, are you taking any dealers? Yeah. If anybody out there owns a sporting goods store, has a buddy that owns a sporting goods store, or just wants Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls in the, their local store, hit Major up, send me an email. Either way, I'll get in touch with Major and get you his information or you, give you his uh, give him your information. He is taking on new dealers. So if you're looking for some killer game calls that are handmade right here in america not imported these things are made in east tennessee um spend your money in america we love american things that a lot of your mass-produced calls is not made in america i'm not gonna say where they're made but everybody knows but they're not made in america keep your money in america people i'm a strong believer in that i'm a strong believer in the second amendment and i'm sure all my listeners are 
keep your money in America. Deer Lickridge Game Cause is taking on new dealers. So if it's your mom and pops down the road, or even if it's a, you know, a, a big box store, hit hit him up. Major Talents is named Deer Lickridge Game Cause. Major, do you have a number they can get a hold of you if you uh, if they just want to call you directly? Yeah. 423-836-3411. That's 423-836-4231. Good grief, let him say it. 423-836-3411. I've almost got him to forget his own telephone number. I've said it wrong so many times. That's his telephone number. Give Major a call. Tell him you listen to us on the Wing Addiction podcast and you're interested in his calls. Major's got a YouTube channel where he don't really – he don't have – do you have any hunts? You don't have any hunts on there yet, do you? It's just your call. you doing yeah, your calls. Yeah, just different calls. Yeah, he's just got his different call sounds. You can, you can go see him. He's more than likely to be wearing his overalls out, out behind the uh, shop on the side of the ridge uh, letting you listen to what his calls sound like. But uh, – Go on and uh, check Major out at Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls and his YouTube channel. Is your YouTube channel just Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls? Yes. Yeah, just go to YouTube and search Deer Lick Ridge Game Calls. And uh, what do you like making more than anything? What call do you like making over? What's your favorite call to make? I bet I can answer that for you before you even answer it. Um, I don't know. It just depends on the day. <laughs> How long does it take you to make a box call from start to finish? Um, probably eight hours. What do you? What's retail price on a box call? Um, I've got some field grade calls. Um, now, when he says field grade, he's talking hunter calls. He's not talking competition that's fancy, you know, designed. But he's talking hunter calls. Um just a basic box call i think they're thirty dollars now tell me eight hours worth of work at thirty dollars where can you get american craftsmanship for three dollars and fifty cents an hour i mean it's 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 unbelievable but uh what's the hardest call to make um well of course the decorative stuff the decorative stuff now I've seen your decorative stuff, and it's decorative. If y'all need to go to, is it up on your Deer Lake Ridge Game Calls website? All your no. decorative boxes, it's no. not. Those are all custom. Uh, Where can they go look at those boxes at? Um, probably on Facebook. There's some. Yeah, go to Facebook.com Deer Lake Ridge Game Calls. He has got decorative boxes that will just you'll sit there and wonder how he done it. I mean, he's got a talent with the what do you call that? What do you make those with? That's the I guess chisel. What do you do? Yeah, carved calls or wood burnt calls. Yeah, carved and wood burnt. I mean, they are some dang. They are some pretty neat stuff. If you're looking for something to put on your mantle, if you're looking for your your dad that's a turkey hunter, if you're looking for your grandfather that's a turkey hunter, or a buddy, there's no better Christmas gift or birthday gift than a decorative call from Game Ridge Deer Deerlick Ridge Game Calls. They are amazing. <coughs> Excuse me, that went down the wrong pipe, but. Um, What's your least favorite call to make? What's more tedious and this gets on your nerves more than anything? Uh, I don't know. It's, it just varies from call to call. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I've not been in his operation yet, but I'm going to go up there and watch him make some of this stuff. I'm, 
I'm going to go up there and watch him stretch some latex on those diaphragms and, and watch him work that saw cutting those boxes out. But, uh, I mean, it's craftsmanship at its finest. I mean, if you've, if you want to see some pretty stuff, go to Deer Lake Ridge Game Calls. Even on his fancy decorative boxes, um, use that WA10 code. He'll give you some, give you 10% off that. But um, we have come to the time where, like you said, we got three weeks till turkey season flies off Tennessee. We're youth hunting in two weeks. We've been here in Turkey's Gobble. Major, he's lucky. He's going to turkey hunting next weekend in Georgia, uh, the next two weeks in Georgia. And um, so you're going to Augusta, you said, or down south Georgia the second week? Yeah. <clears throat> Have you had any, heard any reports from down there? You got family down there? Uh, Tammy, your wife's family's from yeah. down there. Mm-hmm. Are they keeping you updated on the numbers and what they've been seeing? I hadn't heard yet. Uh, I, I think the youth hunt was this weekend, so. Um, so they hunt two weeks, but no, next week's season opens. So, yeah, I guess juvenile season was this weekend. Is those birds going to be tampered with before you get there? I'm sure they will be. <laughs> it's uh, – I'm fired up, man. I'll tell you what, I have went out and I showed him some video that I took this morning. I had uh, – I don't know, we had 12 or 14 turkeys and trees this morning and they was flying out and we had them on video gobbling and it's just got me so fired up. And Leslie – and uh, by the way, I am so sorry not to even mention Leslie yet. <clears throat> Leslie's still in Ohio, and she did not get to make this podcast this week. And I feel terrible for not telling you that at the first of the podcast. Everybody's probably wondering where she's at and tired of hearing my voice. But Leslie did not get to make the podcast this weekend. Uh, we'll have her back on the next podcast, hopefully. And the logistics between the way we're working and she's working, and it's really, really hard right now to get this to get together. Um, about every other podcast we're getting to do together right now. So just hang in there. Uh, don't send the hate mail because she's not on here. She's the she's the brains and the beauty of the podcast. I'm just, the, I guess, the backbone. <laughs> but um, I think um, anything you got, you know, anything else you got to uh, add to what we've said today, Major, as far as anything you want them to know about uh, where to go, what to look for, or a scratch box. You mentioned a scratch box. You sell off scratch box calls, or you just make those for competitions, or um, mainly just some competition. But but I make a few. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's actually a call that I've used once or twice, and I'm never on a scratch box. Um, I think I'm trying to think of who I had. There was an older guy by the name of I think it was uh, Reese Strickland. You remember Reese Strickland? Mm-hmm. He's an older guy. He made scratch boxes. And I had I had a scratch box that he let me use a couple of times, and those are turkey. Those sound those are those sound good. Uh, it's and it's just a different tool. I mean, it's uh, people says another turkey call. Well, you know there might be a time a scratch box gets something to fire off. But um, yeah, that's that's something I need to add to my arsenal. I ain't throwing a hen or nothing or winking at you, but I, <laughs> and he's smiling. Uh, I'm I'm looking for a scratch box now. He's got me wanting a scratch box. But, uh, man, Major, we have had a good time this week, and I'm glad you got to come on. I've been trying to get you on for a month, and it's just hard for us to get caught up with each other. But uh, we really, really appreciate you coming on as a sponsor this year. 
And once again, if anybody has their sporting goods store local that they want to get Deer Lake Ridge game calls in, give Major a call. He's gave out his phone number, um, 423-836-3411. He smiled. I got it right that time. Um, or go on his website, DeerLakeRidgeGameCalls.com. Send him a message. Like I said, if you place an order with Deer Lake Ridge, you get 10% off using the discount code WA10. And, man, it's been awesome. And in three or four weeks, we're going to have to get the woods together. We'll go. I just he's, He knows I'm recouping from a broke foot, and, and he's been down. And he he told me, he said, you got anything easy for us to kill this year? He's, and I'm sitting here thinking, I need something easy, too. It's, so we decrepit men right now trying to get around here and kill these turkeys. But it's really been a pleasure having you on this week, Major. And uh, we'll have to come back soon. We'll, let's do a mid-season update. We'll just come on and just talk about turkey hunting in a, in, in a month good. or so. And and uh, give everybody an update on the Georgia trip and see how it went for you, both trips. And uh, and maybe you'll be a, a hit and they'll be wanting you on every three or four weeks. But uh, – Hey, everybody, until the next time, we really, really hope you appreci- uh, appreciate you listening. Really hope you like the podcast. And once again, DeerLickRidgeGameCalls.com, Dakota283Kennels.com, and Cable Gangs, Cable underscore Gangs, G-A-N-G-Z. Support the sponsors that support us. Also, if you want to become a Patreon, become a patron. Go to Patreon.com, www.patreon.com. For $5 a month, you subscribe. You can help us uh, pay the subscription. I started to say prescriptions, but the subscriptions to everything we got to do to keep this podcast up and running. And also, keep your eye out. We've got a YouTube channel. I just had Christmas in March today at my house. It's Sunday, and the FedEx truck came today and brought me a Sony. Oh, man, it's sweet. I cannot wait. I've got a um, NXR80 camera just got in today i got my mic friday i've got some gopros coming it's it's going to be wild we got a youtube channel we're going to bring you everything her our first hunt this year on youtube will be a juvenile hunt it will be my son carson uh it'll be two weeks from yesterday we'll be filming actually it'll be uh, i think that's the 26th is when that uh, juvenile season opens or the 27th of march we'll bring you that try to get that uh footage out but be looking for our youtube channel share our podcast hey everybody go on there subscribe i know i don't know if you're listening spotify stitcher youtube or excuse me itunes whatever you're listening hit that subscribe button we don't know you're even listening unless you hit that subscribe button just because you stream it you don't show up in our in our algorithm and so we don't know how many listeners we truly have so it helps us out just go on there and push subscribe get us back up in the top uh, a couple of weeks ago our last podcast was in the top uh uh, I think top 5% of outdoor podcasts, which was awesome. So uh, hit the subscribe button. Let us know that you're there. Send us some feedback. But like I said, until the next time, God bless everybody, and we'll talk to you again hopefully next week. Thank you once again.